Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday as we get in the post-4th of July week. You're on the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Back after a four-day weekend for myself. Thanks again to Max for the fill-in on last Friday, I should say. And Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory if that's where your budget says that's the route you need to take. And an excellent sales staff either way, whether you're looking for the brand new car, whether you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, they're there for you to make sure you get the right price. That's right for you. They're not just there for the sale. And a service department that's there for your current vehicle with the diagnostics, with the inspections, with the simple routine maintenance, such as an oil change. But they're there for it all. And that's all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee. That's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. we got a loaded show today. Another possible bombshell coming in college football reported by CBS's uh, Dennis Dodd. But we'll get to that in a second. Coming up today, we have the now-graduated Penn State lawn snapper Chris Stahl. We've got Reginald Walker back on today. We'll hear his take on everything that's happening in the Big Ten and all the big changes once again in college football. And Neil Kulong, of course, back with us as he does every Tuesday with the latest on the NFL and Steelers offseason. But now getting to the story of the day, this was broke by CBS Sports Dennis Dodd about two hours ago. The Big 12 is involved in deep discussions to add multiple Pac-12 programs as a way to shore up its membership in the wake of USC and UCLA defection to the Big Ten. At least four teams are being considered with the potential for the Big 12 to add more. Those four teams that are definitely in the conversation are Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, and Washington and Oregon are also in the mix. So it could be up to six but definitely four, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. And there's also the consideration of that, of uh, also a merger of the Big Big 12 and the the Pac-12 in some form. (laughs) This is is just kind of, I hate to say the the gift that keeps on giving, but I guess it is for us since we talk about these things. But as I've said before, way back when all this started last summer, 
with the SEC, with OU and Texas. I mean, I don't like any of this where this is going with college football. But let me just say this, too, because in addition to all this, the Pac-12 is now moving ahead with its TV negotiations immediately. Which is also with uh, with they have some they have their own Pac-12 network, but then there's also some relationship with ESPN and Fox. And of course, this is good timing again because, as we mentioned on Friday, Tony Knopp is back with us tomorrow. So we'll get into all this. I can't wait to see what he has to say about all this happening, especially now we have this new chapter in the mix here with what the Big 12 is trying to do to kind of swap up more Pac-12 teams as it's kind of the battle for number three as ESPN's Pete Thamel kind of tiled it in one story he had before this came out from CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd. I I just don't think the Pac-12 really has any... They're trying to make leverage to keep teams to stay, but really, what leverage do they really have? They've been and now really are a crumbling conference that don't have much of a product as far as media is concerned. And you, sure, the Big 12 is not what the Big 10 and the SEC have, but they were maybe a little bit more stable as far as the media money goes. So really, if I'm if I'm any of these these schools now with Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, and even Washington and Oregon, too. Maybe I might take that chance. I I can't trust this conference anymore that they're going to survive. I mean, this is survival of the fittest now. It's not a great climate for college football, but that's just where we are. So, in this case, you may have to take some chances here, and I don't know if that's staying with the Pac-12. The only way I think this comes out good is if these two conferences merge and somebody tries to play nice. But as of right now, and you have the new, I believe it's the new Big 12 commissioner that's in that just started today, his tenure. Then, as far as these specific teams go, nothing from a football standpoint really stands out at you, except maybe Utah, maybe Colorado. But... What? What are we doing? Oh, are you playing the you're playing the fan game? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just analyzing what uh, what's happening here with the crumbling Pac-12. They're trying to hang on and start these TV negotiations, but they got nothing. They have absolutely nothing to keep any of their teams. All right, so let's start with this. Um, they have no leverage at all, in my opinion. Yeah, the only two that have any leverage here are the. Um, um, or Washington and Oregon. They're the only ones that have any leverage, but it's limited uh, as to what they have. So let's get to what... Let, you have to understand the reality of it first. So, all right. Um, let's start with this. Number one. I had several people say to me, you know, because I announced games at the ballpark over the weekend. Yeah, when did you find out? I said, I found out when all of you found out. I said, there's something that came across my screen from The Athletic that John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News was reporting that USC and UCLA 
could be going to the Big Ten. I said, that's when I found out. I said, I said nobody else knew. Nobody else knew. Okay? And it's really as simple as that. And they kept it quiet at Fox, which is a driver of this. They kept it quiet at Fox, the Big Ten, UCLA, USC. And the story goes it's the USC that approached. And, of course, you know, you, you don't want to just expand by one. You want to be able to do it two by two, if you can do that. Well, that's what they did. This is about markets, but also, just as important, brand. Penn State's a perfect example of that. Penn State is 200 miles from Philadelphia. But Penn State delivers the Philadelphia market and the brand Penn State means a lot. It's a perfect example of what a brand is. Uh, uh, 20 years ago, I'm at football practice, and this is when Guido D'Elia was here. The great respect, you know, I mean, Guido's a genius. To be honest, when it comes to marketing, branding, he's a genius. Always has been. And he started talking about, Steve, we got to talk about branding, we have to talk about branding. You know, when you're, you know, talking with Joe or doing whatever, he says, you know, just remember about the brand. I said, well, I said, well hold on, Guido. I said, explain to me what branding is. This is 20 years ago. And so for two hours at a football practice, he and I are standing there, and I can't, that's one of those days where, like, I probably couldn't remember a single play that was run because I was listening to what he had to say and was over with. I got what he was talking about, and it's influenced how I approach shows such as these where I sit there and I talk about all these different elements that other people, for some odd reason, I mean, people don't talk about it. I don't get it. Um, but that's okay. We'll talk about it. Okay? And we're going through, and he went through, and I was done. I understood what he's talking about. The Big Ten, along with Fox, made their move. And they made the move of not just going after anybody, but the second largest market in the country, but also the two biggest brands you could ask for, especially USC. UCLA is a great brand, but USC is such a powerful brand. And that's what it came down to. That's what TV networks are looking for. It's not your ability to, to deliver the market. It's the equivalent of saying, hey, we're LaSalle. We deliver the Philadelphia market. Uh, no, you don't. We're GW. We deliver the Washington, D.C. market. No, you don't. We're Florida International. We deliver Miami. No. But USC and UCLA not only deliver their market, but their brands are powerful. So now you are sitting there at Fox and negotiating a TV contract with the Penn State brand, 
the Michigan brand, the Ohio State brand, the USC brand, the UCLA brand. Now you're adding in Iowa, Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, you know, Wisconsin. See where I'm going? Okay, these are the people, these are the people people watch. The top 41 games that had 4 million viewers or more last year. Penn State was in six of them. The seventh, by the way, was the bowl game. Okay, the Outback Bowl. Penn State was in six of the 41 regular season games that had 4 million viewers or more. Penn State was fourth in average per game TV viewership last year. Fourth. And by the way, Ohio State and Michigan were also ahead of them at the time. These are the brands we're talking about. So we go back to Michael Martin. And you know all about Michael Martin, I'm sure. You're confused. No, I do. Okay, who's Michael Martin? I don't remember exactly what I, I've I've heard of him and kind of what he does, but I don't like no specifics. He is he is currently the president at Florida Gulf Coast University. He's the one that signed off on hiring Pat Chambers, but before he was at Florida Gulf Coast, he was the chancellor at LSU. He spoke for three hours before the Knight Commission on Intercollegiate Athletics in D.C. in October 2011. And this is what he told the commissioner. This is what he told the commissioner. Martin said, quote, I think we could ultimately end up with two enormous conferences, one called ESPN and one called Fox. I'm not exactly sure what we can do about it. Sounds like a profit. That's amazing. We haven't had that kind of prophecy since uh, since Mark Lawrence. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. My way of giving on the mark a plug. <laughs> but that's what he said. They're the two biggest forces out there. The two biggest forces are Fox and ESPN. ESPN owns exclusive college football playoff rights through 25-26. They own the SEC network. They're going to have all of the SEC media rights through 2034. And Fox is going to be the primary Big Ten media rights holder. Now, I'm going to get in. We've got a lot of guests today. We've got a lot of guests everywhere. Okay, We've got today we have so much on the show. Uh, Chris Stoll on Lift for Life. We've got Neil Kulong in the Steelers. Reginald Walker on the expansion. Tomorrow we're going to have Tony Knopp on the show from Los Angeles. We've got Mike DeCourcy on the show tomorrow on this expansion. And then 
you know, when you've done this a long time, you develop a lot of friendships over time, and you tap into friendships of people you went to school with. Mark Fowler and I went to school here at Penn State together. We were friends then, have remained friends. Guess where Mark is now? He is, for 20 years, has been writing for the Arizona Republic, and he's going to be on the show Thursday. So I'm tapping into all the friendships this week. But there that's you go. where we are. But that's where we are with the. We're trying to get the best information possible to people. But nobody. I always love this. My sources told me. You have no sources. You guess like the everybody else. <laughs> My sources told me. Right? I'll tell you right now. Nobody knew about this. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And I. I there's and then we get now it's it's to the silly season, so now let's get silly. It's like last year with Texas and Oklahoma. What did I say the Big Ten should not do? Panic. Right, which meant you don't just like willy nilly. We need two more teams. We need sixteen. Let's get Iowa State, and Kansas. What? I looked around. Remember, I was like, what? I think the words I said they had nothing. <laughs> right. Exactly. You've got to hit home runs because you need the brand. You've got to hit home runs. There's only one more home run remaining out there. It's Notre Dame. And if they wish to remain independent, so be it. I don't think you make another move. Again, if you were, people don't realize, they've already done a study on this. If you bring in Washington and Oregon, Two very good brands, by the way. Not in the same par as Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, but two good brands, all right? If you were to bring them again, you, you hear me talk about you got to make the pie bigger if you, if you expand. It's not just because you have more miles to feed. So they have to bring in the financial wherewithal to get everybody more money, not just themselves. If Washington and Oregon come in, They've already done the work on it. Each school would lose $6 million. Hmm. Because they don't bring extra cachet to the table to expand the financial number. There would be two additional mouths to feed. See, they don't have the kind of... How about Boston College? I'd like to really go Boston College. Yeah, they're no, in an not awesome, anymore. They, they, no, but they're. How about never? Okay, never. Because guess what? They're in a great market, but they don't have the brand power. They're on page ten of the Boston Globe. All right. Pitt doesn't bring anything in the ACC. The ACC is is existing. The ACC is existing. It's not going anywhere, but it's existing. It's not a power broker. The Big 12 is trying to survive. That's why. And the thing is what people talk about expanding in the Big 12. Who do you call? You call the AD of Texas? Do you call Joe Castiglione at Oklahoma? You can't call them. They're leaving. Who do you call? Who's the big name that you call to open up a door for you to start negotiations? 
Bob Bowlesby's on the job for 26 more days. Who do you call? There's no major influence name, and it's really the the power behind the power in the in the in the uh, in the Big Twelve. They're leaving. They're all going. But Stanford and Cal are in San Francisco, but they don't bring the they don't bring the power to the table that gets you more money. Washington and Oregon get you a little bit more money, but not enough to cover them and expand it. See what I'm saying? And Tara Vandermeer, Tara Vandermeer, the women's coach at Stanford, said, I don't know how they're going to be able to do this with all the travel money that will be needed. Tara, you're operating on a budget that gets you $36 million a year in TV money at Stanford. USC and UCLA are going to now be operating with $100 million a year. I think they'll be able to find the cash. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, RV, motorcycle, boat, whatever it may be, they'll save you money. They'll make sure you're fully insured. Not only that, there are many other services that great people at Purdy Insurance have. And by the way, on August 10th, it'll be the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We will be there. The suit and I will be together again. Um, again, you just, it, it's like oil and water. Uh, so we'll be out there together looking no, forward. No, 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 <laughs> looking forward to being out there with you. Sign your team up today. And uh, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online at sunburymotors.com. Yeah, Chris Stoll in a moment. We're going to get Chris to talk about Lift for Life. And uh, and we've got Tony Knopp tomorrow and Mike DeCourcy tomorrow on this Big Ten deal with USC and UCLA. Again, I don't see the need for the Big Ten from a management point of view, but also even from a financial point of view. To make another move, be patient. Don't panic anyhow. In fact, they've far from panic. Big Ten didn't panic. They waited and hit the sweet spot. Right? New question. Right? They didn't panic at all. And to their credit, when it finally arrived, they had, they had a home run. There's only one left that allows you to hit a home run. That's Notre Dame. Nobody else brings enough brand cachet to the table to make it worth it right now. Again, it has to be somebody that comes in that not only brings, obviously, their brand value, but brings a financial windfall that makes the pie bigger so everybody gets a bigger slice and not a smaller slice. And right now in the current market research, Oregon and Washington, the two most valuable ones 
left out there besides Notre Dame. Notre Dame would bring value. And then you, you know, enough value to bring them and somebody else in. But if let's take Oregon and Washington, which has been they've they've thrown that out there, each school in the Big Ten would lose six million based on the research they've done. And that's not the direction you want to go in. You don't want to be bigger to be bigger. There's a right way to do it. The Big Ten's been doing it the right way. And the Big Ten has gone from being a conference from Lincoln to State College to now being a conference that goes from New York to Los Angeles with the heavyweight brands in between. All right. Let's talk Live for Life now. What great event. Very pleased. I think he's the best long snapper in all of college football. Chris Stoll comes in. Chris, welcome. Always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for having me, Mr. Jones. <laughs> I gotta, I've been trying for, for how many years to break you of that? You, know, you, can call, I, I, he calls me Mr. Jones. He, they, they, and they only do it because they're trying to be polite, right? It's not an age thing, right? All right. Not to, <laughs> I'm just no, kidding, sir. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Live for Life ended up being a great success uh, last Thursday. What did it mean just for everybody to get it back out there for people to see it again? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously everyone in the world has been dealing with some stuff the past two years, you know, keeping us inside, keeping us uh, distancing and all that. And I think it was good for not only uh, my teammates and myself to interact with the community, but the the Penn State fans and the community itself to interact with us and kind of see our faces, see how we're working, and kind of enjoy this time of the summer. Uh, in the end, uh, how many meetings did you guys have during the course of the year, and what kind of organization does it take to put an event like that together? Yeah, uh, pretty much as soon as, you know, the football season is over. Um, obviously, everything goes to, you know, off-season workouts, stuff like that, but uh, me and my my leadership team start working on planning uh, live for life or what we can do, um, what events we can we can hold, you know, for the kids, you know, what are some different exercises we can do to kind of engage in fans. And this year, the main thing was were, were we allowed to have fans or not? And obviously, you know, we were super blessed to be able to have fans, um, you know, for the first time since uh, 2019, I believe. Yes. So it was it was really really nice to finally get get back into it. Obviously, it took some time planning it, but. Uh, my team did a great job and a bunch of other people behind the scenes of uh, getting everything set up. As you review it, Chris, because that's something that, that's, that'll be the next part, you need to review it and say, okay, what did you like about it and what do you want to improve about it? Uh, I like that, you know, we were able to um, have a little area for the kids and have them interact with our freshmen and really kind of, you know, just engage with them, you know, separate from reality for a little bit and just have some fun. Um, really liked how we were able to compete on the bench. Um, definitely would like a little bit more um, fan engagement. I'd like to see some more guys go 1v1 in the farmer hold, but I think, <laughs> you know, for the first year back after a little two-year hiatus, I think it was really really well uh, put together. Yeah, absolutely. It was extremely well put together. There's no question about that. Uh, at, you know, when you look at the, the – it's not just the fan engagement part. What kind of engagement have you been able to get from people making donations online and so forth, Chris? Yeah, we have been, you know, 
you know, sending things out on social media, uh, not just for fundraising reasons, you know, just for um, just raising awareness for the rare disease community. That's really our main goal. Um, this year we were able to uh, double our donations from this past year, uh, raised over $26,000 for uh, uplifting athletes in the rare disease community, so super excited about that. In fact, in talking with Brett Brackett, they're, I think they're putting something together at Lincoln Financial Field where at you know it, it's almost like 20,000 sponsors a doctor or something like that. Is that part of what you guys are doing with, with him right now in, in working closely with, uh, with Brett and with Scott Shirley? Yeah, so every part of what we do for uplifting athletes and Lift for Life and all that, all the proceeds go directly to uplifting athletes. Uh, this includes, you know, all their, I believe, 29 chapters they have throughout universities in the United States. Um, all the proceeds will go, and they were able to sponsor doctors to do more individualized research on these rare diseases. You know, instead of the doctors running around trying to find funding where they're not spending all their time on conducting their research, basically what uplifting athletes does is they give them the money so they can put more time into the research your committee uh what kind of job that they do you know know, obviously you're the head of it so people will look to you just like we are talking with you about everything that happened what kind of job did did your committee do and you know and, and and the organization of it yeah i mean everyone was really helpful and you know not only physically setting up the Lift for Life event, although we like to assign some things to our freshmen. That's normally a tradition. <laughs> yes, I noticed in the breakdown who was breaking things down. <laughs> yeah. But um, really, it's all about um, getting more and more guys to engage, you know, to share on social media, um, you know, raise awareness that way, and also, you know, try to get some funding uh, for the rare disease community, but they were super helpful this year. Um, obviously being back in person, I think the last two freshman classes have no idea what a lift for life was. Yeah. Um, and, and my vice president Landon obviously was a huge help in getting everything set up and getting my teammates engaged. That's the next, um, I'm going to get to a couple of parts dealing with that because you, you mentioned Landon Tangwall. Uh it, when it comes to uh, the participation of it, I think you had, what, 80? At least 80, right? Players? Yeah, at least 80, 90 players out there? Yes, sir. Yeah. What, is, you know, what does it tell you about their desire? Now, it's a benefit because it's still a workout. Uh, that's part of it. But the fact that they wanted to be a part of it, what does that tell – what should that tell all of us? I think that's – you know, the family aspect of our team. Um, obviously, Coach Franklin preaches that all the time, but I think we really accept it and we really truly feel that love for us and for each other. And that, that expanded this weekend, you know, not only with the community that was there, all of our Penn State fans, um, but the rare disease community as well, you know, showing them that we're here for them. Um, you know, we are the extension of their family, um, and, and they're not alone in their battle. This one now, and I brought this up last week, and I'll bring it up with you. In a time of name, image, and likeness, and everybody sees this big deal here or that big deal there, what does that tell us about the college athlete, about what their mindset actually is and the ability to use your name to give back? 
because right now everywhere we we look it sound it, it makes it seem like the college athletes trying to take yeah i mean you know name image and likeness i think you know everyone has their opinion on it but the one thing that everyone can agree on is athletes are able to use their platform for good you know yep. you see a bunch of guys all around the country doing amazing things in their community um helping people out helping families in need um whether it be themselves you know or other families and i think this weekend was just um a super awesome event for guys to you know share their faces and you know you got drew aller hanging out with the kids i'm sure they absolutely loved it you know <laughs> he, he had fun too i'm sure it's just, he did it's just all about a community engagement you know letting people know that you know we're there for them just as much as they are for us on, on saturday nights well here we are it's july 5th so the the next stop is going to be training camp uh before this is all said and done how excited are you for what this team can accomplish this season Oh, I'm very excited. You know, I think uh, I've been here a, a little bit longer than other people, um, but I, I've been able to see, you know, each different set of leaders. Uh, I've had, you know, six different teams. You know, they're all different. They all have their own personalities. They all work differently. Um, but I am just super excited from the work that I've seen from these guys all summer long, including the spring and winter workouts, um, spring ball and all that. Uh, can't wait to get to camp. Uh, camp's a wonderful time. You know, it's it's football 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what we live for. So uh, I'm super excited, and I know my teammates are as well. Uh, what about the addition of Stacy Collins uh, in charge of special teams? Uh, Coach, Coach Collins is awesome. Um, he is my fourth special teams coordinator that I've had in my <laughs> tenure here and yep. um, really like, you know, learning from everyone. Each has their own personalities, own different coaching styles, but Coach Collins has been awesome in the transition, you know, since he came over and uh, excited to continue to work with him and excited to get the season started. Chris, to you and, the, and the, everyone involved with Penn State football, congratulations on a great event. Congratulations on everything you've been able to give back to uplifting athletes and nothing but the best and can't wait to see you in camp. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. <laughs> See, you finally got it right. <laughs> it took six years for me to, 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 to break the Mr. Jones thing. Uh, but, you know, but, I, but that's only because he's was brought up right. So I'd, I'd be doing the same thing. There are people in my neighborhood, just so you know, Chris, people in my neighborhood that when I go back, you know, or yeah, you know, I don't go back as often anymore. Both my parents have passed, but I'd still like say hi, Mister This, hi, Mrs. That. I'm the same way, so don't worry. Yeah, I, I, was... st- I still do that. It's the way it is. <laughs> my parents, yeah, you know, brought me up the right way, and I give all the credit to them. So, well, they did a heck of a job, Chris. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Mister Jones. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I. Just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. You're home for the soup. A message from this station at the Ad Council. No. (laughs) F O U L E D, that spells foul. I mean, we're talking about about the expansion the other day, and his first question was, what does it mean for South Dakota State? He scares me, Matt. I mean, really. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. All about the jackrabbits, always. It's, it's, well, it's 180 a ham. Nobody can compare him to a jackrabbit, at least not favorably. <laughs> uh, again, markets mean a lot. Brands mean a lot. Okay, markets and brands. It's the combination of the two. So you may not be in a major market. Illinois is in Champaign, which is two hours south of Chicago, but they give you the Chicago market. And not only that, Illinois is a good brand. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, USC are among the elite brands. And that's the combination that's driving Fox and all of this. Now, here comes the interesting question. I have maintained, when this was an unknown situation, that you needed to maintain a relationship somewhere with ESPN. If the college football playoff were to expand, this is what I expect Fox to do. I I expect Fox to not do anything with the Pac-10 anymore and not to do anything with the Big 12 anymore. I expect them to throw all the resources into the Big Ten and the NFL. And then I expect them to take their other college resources and throw it into making a bid for at least part of the college football playoff. Which then brings up this question. Does the Big Ten need ESPN anymore? Maybe. I still expect ESPN to be some part of the Big Ten TV deal. But do you need them anymore? Now, you might answer yes, which is you. But I'm just at least broaching the question. I think they'll still have a part of it. ESPN, by the way, will still bid for the Pac-10. They'll still bid for the Big 12. Because as a 24-hour sports cable network that has ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, they need inventory. They can't just live on the inventory of the SEC. Fox, that's, that's, they don't need the inventory. 
of multiple conferences to fill the bill. So the Big Ten can go with Fox, CBS, NBC, maybe a smaller package ESPN, and then maybe a streaming. Fox is in a different position than ESPN is.